Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. All right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. Uh, Today, we are actually continuing our Missing Pieces series with another movie that's not a new one, although it's not that old. It's 2014. It is the Beach Boys Brian Wilson biopic, Love and Mercy. This one was brought to my attention by co-host Luella Chavez, and uh, this is a movie that she had brought up back when she was on our Bohemian Rhapsody episode. God, is that a couple of years ago? That is crazy that I can talk about our podcast in terms of a couple of years ago. Um, but yeah, we are in year three, and that was a while back. But uh, yeah, we had brought up Love and Mercy, and it was a movie I had never actually seen, even though it's always been on my radar as one that I know got a lot of great reviews back then. really loved Paul Dano. Uh, I always wanted to see it, just never got around to it. And so when I started this Missing Pieces thing, she mentioned getting me to watch it and doing an episode, and I'm glad we did because I enjoyed the movie quite a bit, and we had a great little conversation about it. So before we get into that, I do want to remind you to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and you can also rate and review us on Podchaser, and I really, really encourage you to do that because Podchaser is doing a special promotion right now where for every review left on their site of any podcast, they're going to donate 25 cents to Meals on Wheels to help with the whole COVID-19 thing going on right now uh, with people who need support and need supplies. So... uh, please go leave us a review on Podchaser. Not only do, you know, we really appreciate it because we want to hear what you're thinking of the show and uh, we, you know, want to build up those reviews and get a lot of people talking about us, but it's going to help support a great cause. So go to Podchaser, piecing it together, leave us a review. We would really appreciate that. And uh, of course, you can also follow us on all the other social medias at PiecingPod. So, let's jump into this conversation about love and mercy. All right, so joining us again, it's been a while, but uh, we've got Luella Chavez back on the show. How's it going, Luella? It's going good. Really good. Yeah? We're, we're surviving? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what have you been doing to keep yourself busy uh, during, during these strange times? Oh, you know, I'm totally basic, and I joined TikTok. Perfect. <laughs> I, you know, I, I'm, I, that's kind of like my, my barometer for how bad things have gotten. If I join TikTok, I know that I'm just, oh, I'm, 
I'm having pro- I'm having problems in my <laughs> life over here. I mean, it's great for people who uh, who have fun little things to do on there. I've I've seen a couple of yours and they're great. Um, but I do not think it's the right move for me. Let's put it that way. I actually, prior to joining, um, <laughs> I was <laughs> I was kind of in the same boat, thinking like, oh god, like another another thing I'm going to have to have or feel obligated to do. But my son was the one that actually encouraged me. He's like, no, I think you'd really like it. And I think you'd do well on it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd say so far, so good. You should keep doing them because they're they're pretty funny. The things you Oh, thank you. (laughs) I, of course, don't have TikTok, but I see the reposts on Twitter and whatnot. Uh, (laughs) But uh, today we are continuing this Missing Pieces uh, series that I'm doing here. I'm piecing it together. And we're talking about a movie that you picked. And it's one that you actually had brought up on an earlier episode of Piecing It Together. It is the Brian Wilson biopic, Love and Mercy. Um, this is a movie I hadn't actually seen. Is like one of my blind spots that I just, I'd always kind of wanted to and just never gotten around to it. Uh, what made you pick this one? Well, because I, when all this happened and I knew you couldn't go to the theater anymore, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, you know what? Are you planning on watching anything that you haven't seen before? Because I remember you saying you did not see this movie and I just yeah. think it's a really good movie. Mm-hmm. And um, so I was like, hey, well, are you doing any other movies that you haven't seen streaming? And um, you should yeah. check this out. Yeah, it's about time. And I am trying to uh, fill in a lot of those kind of movies, especially with this series, but then just in general, just sitting around at home. I mean, I haven't, like we were talking before we started recording, I haven't exactly just been sitting around. I've been doing all kinds of stuff while I'm stuck at home. But uh, one of the things I'm doing is trying to fill in these blind spots. And yeah, Love and Mercy is something I had never seen. I always wanted to. I'm actually a big Paul Dano fan. Uh, Mm. I I think he is fantastic and he's great in this. Um, And I mean, come on, John Cusack's awesome. Uh, (laughs) So it's definitely something that's been on my radar and I just kind of never got around to it. But yeah, I I very much enjoyed it. And we'll get into that more as we're talking puzzle pieces and all that stuff. Uh, But yeah, I'm glad you brought this one up and I'm glad I finally watched it. And let's get into some puzzle pieces. What do you have for your first puzzle piece for Love and Mercy? Okay, so I think the first thing that I thought of was walk the line because of the relationship with the dad. Mm-hmm. I don't have like a lot more, but that's that was a big thing just because how critical and <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. Uh, it's just very sad and unfortunate. Sure. And, and both in both situations, it seemed as though. Um, they both wanted some sort of validation from the dad or just like that moment or one, one, just like the one time for the dad to give some sort of approval. And Mm. it's just really sad because it doesn't ever really seem like it happens for either of them. (laughs) Sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I think, no, absolutely. That's a great, uh, first piece to, to kick it off with. And I'm just going to jump in and combine onto that one. And I had put down Ray as my uh, music biopic puzzle piece to use. Uh, and I think combining the two, you've got a lot of those kind of, and this is going to sound negative, but like those bio, music biopic tropes uh, that, you know, we've come to expect from most of these movies. They were, of course, you know, parodied so well and walked hard. Yeah. Uh, but um, it, it 
doesn't it does it really well in this one. I think I think the story uh and I think it's on the strength of the performances is really why we're able to, you know, see these things as something that's been done before in practically every music biopic, but then it still just seems to work and you still really, you know, feel for this character. Right, right. Yeah. And uh and yeah, I mean those those clichés in the music biopics, we we kind of laugh about them. I was actually a little surprised when I you know, was looking up some reviews on Love and Mercy because it seems like uh it seems like this kind of format has kind of taken a hit in recent years like we've talked about up until, you know, you know, much more recently in the last couple of years where some of them are getting good reviews, I kind of would have expected this to have gotten, you know, you know, less than favorable reviews because of those cliches, but it actually did connect with a lot of uh, critics as well as audience uh, when it came out in 2014. Yeah. I mean, I, you can't, if it's part of the story, it's part of the story. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, I, I get that it's, it's probably an it, it obviously is a, a popular obstacle for mm-hmm. or if you want to call it that challenge i don't know how how you want to phrase it or what you would describe it as but i mean i think that for a lot of artists there's always going to be some sort of naysayer that it doesn't think that um whatever we're doing creatively is is worthwhile you know yeah <laughs> and, and it's usually and, the parent yeah yeah cuz they want you to <laughs> be an accountant or something. I don't know. But, yeah. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I mean, you can't, it, yes, it's a trope, but I mean, it's obviously something that, uh, gets somebody creative moving in some sort of way. It's probably why a lot of these people reach that level of greatness, you know? Yeah, no, that's absolutely true. Uh, so I will, even though Ray was my first puzzle piece, I'll go on to another one, uh, since we kind of combine those two together. Uh, my next piece is the weird Todd Haynes, Bob Dylan biopic, I'm Not There, where a bunch of different actors all play Bob Dylan in different forms, different versions of his persona. And, uh, to be honest, I don't even remember if I ever actually saw this movie, but the, the strange, uh, you know, unconventional way of approaching the biopic. And of course in, uh, love and mercy, we're getting these two different time periods with two different actors who really have very different approaches to the performance. Um, and of course it's different time periods, uh, different ages. So they're going to be a little different, but I mean, John Cusack is kind of John Cusack and Paul Dano is doing kind of a very different thing than John Cusack is doing in this. Uh, But they're both doing it in a way that is so, um, you know, so interesting and so easy to watch. And it's just, they're both really great characters, even though they're, they're quite different from one another. That's why it made me think of that unique approach that they use. And I'm not there. Well, you know, it's interesting. I did a little deep diving and uh, one of the screenwriters did both. Oh, really? I see. I didn't realize that. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned that. I didn't see the other movie. Um, I'm not there either, mm-hmm. or I know for a fact I haven't. But um, so, so, but yeah, that's 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 cool that you picked up on that. Right on. Yeah, and I, I think it's a, I think it's an interesting approach to like, to not necessarily have to, uh, tie the performances together so 
so directly. Like, I mean, these artists are so larger than life and they do have these different like kind of phases in their lifetime that it makes sense that they'd be kind of separated by, by performance style. Well, you know, the other thing too, though, is like the level of trauma that he had experienced. Sure. I mean, it, it was kind of like a different person at that point when he is already involved with the Paul Giamatti character, Gene. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that they couldn't spend too much time on that. And he probably doesn't have a very clear recollection of his experiences to get him from the you know, that get him from point A to point B mm-hmm. because be, I mean, you can only imagine, and I don't even have really a, a puzzle piece that addresses, like, I don't, I don't have a puzzle piece as far as like what, uh, an inspiration in terms of, uh, the, this, this like whole, <laughs> like Munchausen by proxy <laughs> aspect of the movie right, right. or story, I should say. That's true. There probably is a specific movie that we could have used for that. I know. Like, I I kept kind of, like, racking my brain a little bit, like, trying to think of what could have... I I could not think of anything. Uh, I'm sure, like, there's obviously a big puzzle piece we're both missing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. We're a little loopy here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know. I mean, come on. (laughs) I think I think we're uh, we're we're digging in deep though. We're we're doing the work. We're 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 getting some good pieces in here. Wait, what do you have for your next piece though? Um. Okay. So my next piece would be. I'm not sure if you're familiar, but there's a movie called Adam. I don't think I know it. Really? Oh, okay. So it's uh, with Hugh Dancy and Rose Byrne, and mm-hmm. Hugh Dancy has Asperger's, and he starts dating Rose Byrne. Um, so the, the John Cusack portion when he's with Elizabeth Banks really, really reminds me of that movie, like the performance, the, the, and you know, what's interesting is, so the gene character diagnosed him as paranoid schizophrenic, which they then said was false and at the, towards the end. And, um, but they didn't say what his, his real like diagnosis was. They just said right. they cor- they correctly diagnosed him, and he's like doing better now. <laughs> but they never said what um, what it actually was. So I'm I'm really curious. I mean, that's two completely different things. Like one's a mental disorder, and one's a development disorder. You know, sure. But sure. the but the mannerisms are the same. Yeah, that that um yeah, and I haven't heard of the movie um, but. That makes total sense, though, and like, yeah, it is cu- uh, curious that they don't like specifically tell you, uh, you know, about that. But I guess that you know, there's plenty more to the story to be discovered. There's probably a good, um, uh, like, documentary or something that maybe dives into a little bit more of that about what actually went on. Yeah, that's. I'm I'm sure that's just a, an entire story within itself. So that's why they didn't like dive too deep into it yeah and it's funny too how um you know and i should say i was going to mention this earlier i i I didn't i've never really been a a beach boys guy and i feel like i should because (laughs) a a lot of the music is so good but despite not like knowing the music that well 
I, I feel like I've known, you know, about Brian Wilson, about all these, you know, things he's gone through. And so it's like, they, there's so much of it out there, but it's still, there's so many like little pieces that, you know, you just don't know unless you, you know, dig deeper. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But, oh, now I'm like, now you need to watch Adam and then we need to do another episode. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Filling in all these little pieces. I love it. I love it. All right, well, I'll go with another uh, puzzle piece here. And um, I don't know, this one might be a little obvious, but I was thinking of Martin Scorsese's The Aviator um, about another uh, kind of reclusive genius who, you know, hides away and is kind of slowly losing grip, of course, for different reasons. But, uh, you know, it's also another, you know, excellent performance of course with leonardo dicaprio and the aviator but uh i i think that there's some parallels to be made there though about um you know disappearing from the world for you know for long periods of time and the rumors that circulate about the uh the the person and you know what's going on with them and uh and getting a glimpse into what it might have actually been like uh for that person as they were you know away from the spotlight Right. Yeah. I'm I okay, I've never seen The Aviator. <laughs> Ooh. Good movie to watch. Definitely watch that one. Okay, now that's on my list. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, no, Aviator's a great movie. Um uh one of my friends just called it the last great Martin Scorsese movie. I disagree. I think uh pretty much all late era Scorsese has been excellent, but that's that's another story for another yeah. uh, another <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so, uh, what do you got for your next piece then? Okay, this one's silly, but we need to add some humor, right? Uh huh. Um. So, <laughs> all the all the parts with um <laughs> when uh he's starting to date Melinda Elizabeth Banks, and Paul Giamatti has to keep being there it reminded me of Stuck on You. <laughs> <laughs> when when awesome yeah when matt damon's like dating the asian girl may or whatever and she's like why does your brother always have to be there like (laughs) like why is he always there (laughs) that is fantastic (laughs) paul giamatti i i i could actually uh I could watch that movie, Paul Giamatti and uh, John Cusack just being stuck together. And (laughs) that is fantastic. It's so funny. And that actually goes so well with my next puzzle piece because I only only have one more and it is also a kind of a silly, ridiculous one. Uh Um, But that is also about the Paul Giamatti character. Uh, I would say the, my, only real negative of the movie is his character kind of goes a little too far at times just a little over the top um and it almost reminded me a little bit of ben stiller and happy gilmore as (laughs) the evil caretaker character just screaming at adam sandler's uh poor little grandma you know and And, uh so i i just i the fact that I even thought of that to me means that Giamatti maybe could have pulled it down just a notch, you know, a little bit in the performance. Like uh, you're thinking of that burger scene, aren't you? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Just straight up screaming at him. And I mean, of course, that probably is what he was like, but uh, it was just like, oh my God, are you serious with this guy? <laughs> you know? 
And maybe not that particular time, <laughs> but you know, you know that that had, yeah, like you said, it kind of had to have happened in that, like that to that level for him to have been so afraid of him. That makes me so sad. <laughs> I know it's fucking crazy. Like what a lunatic that guy was. Um, but you know, I guess that does happen. Uh, it's just, it's especially crazy to imagine it with somebody you know, with that, that star power, that amount of money, all that kind of stuff for them not to be able to get out of that kind of a cycle. But I guess, you know, with the abuse that he had, you know, suffered and as well as, you know, the deteriorating mind state, it's like, I guess it's just, it makes it hard to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so sad and so, so strange. But all right. Do you have another puzzle piece? Um, okay. So it's not, actually a movie but i thought it was kind of interesting because um the whole uh idea of of um okay so my my next piece would be like the monkey's career because mm -hmm. they started out with such a squeaky clean image they were this they were a manufactured boy band not um obviously not the beach boys but mm -hmm. but then the monkeys tried to like <laughs> do it like all the Disney girls do. Like then they tried to make that movie head and try to mm -hmm. like, just do something so completely like to, to change their image. And, um, and I just thought it was interesting because it, in their minds, that's like what they felt like was really going on and stuff. And, and it's funny to me because I think that the beach boy it's uh, yes. Like, it's funny that you're not a fan because, or, and I know so many people that don't have a whole lot of respect for their music, which, but when you watch this movie and the way that they integrate so many, or he integrates so many different things and, um, is such a, you know, musical genius. Yeah. Uh, it, it, to, to, I know it's a, an adaptation of what was happening, but, but like to see the way his mind was working and like all these different things he was doing and they just worked out. And even in the studio, everybody's like, are you, are you sure this is right? Like I'm reading this, this here and all that. Um, but yeah, but, but on the surface, like when you listen to the, the, the albums prior to like pet sounds, it's like very like bubble gummy and, and fun and, you know, um, cupcakes and fluff. Sure. <laughs> I think is kind of like what people feel and see when they hear that music. And it's really, but it's, it goes so much deeper than that. And that's what's so interesting to me about it all. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, as a musician myself, like just some of those scenes of, you know, watching him, you know, produce that album, uh, it, it's, it's pretty inspiring just to, uh, to see somebody just like, you know, know that the ideas that I have, I, I'm just telling you, I think they're going to work, you know, even if they don't technically make sense in any kind of traditional musical sense. It's like sometimes you just want to try some stuff because in your head it works. Right. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Very, very cool. All right, cool. Well, great. Uh, yeah, definitely the monkeys, you know, definite parallel there. Uh, but we will do the finished puzzle and then we'll take a look forward at any movies we think uh, Love and Mercy may have itself influenced but um let's start with the finished puzzle which included walk the line ray i'm not there adam the aviator stuck on you happy gilmore and the career of the monkeys 
So uh, I'll let you start um, with any uh, movies that have come since this one in 2014 that you think it might have maybe inspired a little bit. Well, the reason we're here is because when I first guessed it on the pod was because of Bohemian Rhapsody. And when I saw that, Love and Mercy was one of my pieces. Absolutely. And, you know, now that I've seen Love and Mercy, I mean, it's so clear, especially those scenes of making the music. Yes. Um, You know, all that experimental stuff going on in the studio, just trying all these crazy things that just just don't seem to make sense, but they come together into something that, you know, is just so amazing and really hadn't been heard before. And just uh, getting into the mind of that, like, just musical genius uh, creator, you know, is, is, you know, it's really done well in both movies. And interestingly, very differently in both movies, but it still is the same kind of a process. Yeah, yeah, it's... And I said this about Bohemian Rhapsody, and I loved those parts that were in the studio when they're experimenting and they're trying all these things, because you really kind of feel like a fly on the wall. Like you feel like you're there. You feel like you're part of that moment. Like you're excited Mm -hmm. and you're, you're like, obviously not to the level of, of, of being there, but, but you, it's, it's electric. Like, I, I, love it and this is why i love film because it can evoke these types of like emotions and <laughs> feelings yeah. it's so exciting like I, I you know and, and you almost get a little sad too because you're like damn i wish i was there yeah. <laughs> fomo <laughs> <laughs> well at least you get to kind of be there while watching the movie right <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> a little uh i'll add into that i i had bohemian rhapsody down of course as well and uh, i'll also add in rocket man the elton john movie which i also, have that on mine too i have that yeah. on here too Go yeah ahead. i mean also getting into the um uh the unconventional aspect of doing a, a music biopic like you know we talked a little earlier about the cliches and the tropes of these kinds of movies but you know taking them and trying to add in some some you know new ways of doing it and you know Rocketman also has the disapproving father you know Rocketman mm-hmm. also has all that stuff but then it also you know finds new ways and exciting ways turning it into a musical and all that stuff it, it's it's taking the music biopic and uh, trying to do something new with it. And I'm sure in the process of making Rocket Man, Love and Mercy, the idea of, you know, going back and forth in the timelines with two different actors, that is a unconventional, you know, unique way of, of approaching the whole thing. And so I'm sure looking back at other movies like this, that, uh, you know, used a different approach, even though a lot of the story beats are still there, uh, is something that was was being talked about. Yeah, I I also have one more thing. Sure. And I thought I was kind of crazy because well, I re- in preparation for this, I did rewatch it. I didn't like sit down and wholeheartedly get into it, but um, but and I was like, am I crazy for thinking or feeling this? But I was thinking about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Nice. Um, just the feel of the of the whole, the whole sixties vibe and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, am I crazy for making this connection? And then I thought a little harder about it. And I thought, well, there is that whole Charles Manson, Dennis, uh, uh, Dennis Wilson connection. So no, I don't think I am. 
Yeah, and you know, now that I think about it, uh, the party scenes in Love and Mercy uh, at the house were very, very styled, very similar to, uh, you know, the the scene where you're first introduced to uh, Sharon Tate at that party mm-hmm. in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Th- those party scenes, like, you could stitch them together and they would look like the same party, practically. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so definitely the styling, though, of, of that era of Hollywood are captured in very similar ways. So I could see that. Absolutely. Okay, good. Because I did think I was a little crazy. I was like, eh, it's kind of a stretch. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm with you on it. I think it works. So, <laughs> solid piece right there. All right, cool. Well, um, do you have any other uh, you know, closing thoughts about Love and Mercy before we wrap it up? I feel like I should. I feel like everybody <laughs> needs to see this movie. <laughs> You'll have a whole entirely new appreciation for the Beach Boys if you're not a fan already. Mm-hmm. I think... Um, I already was a fan. And then, yeah, and if you start to look a little, like, deeper into their catalog, you just, like, see that, yeah, he was the driving force of almost everything they did. I Because I started, then I started Googling when I was, ha- when I had the movie on. And um, he even wrote all of the original songs on their Christmas album. He mm. co-wrote them, which so little Saint Nick. There <laughs> That's you go, a fun one. Um, <laughs> but he had nothing to do with Kokomo, <laughs> which was like my favorite Beach Boys song. <laughs> Jeez, that there's a whole a whole sequel there on on what happened with Kokomo. Watch that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't think I have anything else to say about it. I'm sure I do. I don't know. <laughs> I, I think we covered it pretty well. And yeah, I'm, I'm glad we watched it, though. Uh, definitely a good movie. I, I enjoyed it a lot. And uh, so I think that about does it. Uh, I don't remember if we were doing this last time you were on the show, but I have my guests now to wrap it up. Recommend another movie they watched recently. Is there something you watched recently you uh, would like to recommend? Let me think. I I know, like, yes, I know that I've been listening to some of your more recent episodes, and um, I know that you do this now, and I was trying to think of something. It's it's all a blur since quarantine. (laughs) (laughs) Probably watched 100 movies, and they're all just one blur, just all put together. (laughs) Well, I don't think I've watched any actual, honestly, I don't know that I've watched any actual movies or new movies since this all happened. I'm trying to think. I know I... I know I've rented something, but I can't. I, I've just been watching a lot of stuff I've already seen a thousand times, or I've watched shows, but um, nothing I'm like really binging or loving on right now. All right. Well, then. What uh, about you? What is? Whoa. What about you? Besides, what have I been watching? I've yeah. actually. Uh, I've been kind of catching up on a couple of series. I'm watching Devs on Hulu. Uh, great show. Um, okay. So yeah, we don't we don't ever really cover TV shows on piecing it together, but if we did, uh, I'd probably be talking about devs on an episode soon. Oh, Maybe that'll okay. happen. I don't know. We'll so see. I you have Hulu. So do you ever watch that show Into the Dark? I haven't. I I think I heard of it. It's one of the. You know, I don't know if you're familiar, but it's a Blumhouse production. Okay. And um. They're like mini movies. The, every episode's like an hour and a half. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. And they're all like kind of holiday themed. So like like 
Um, there's like a Valentine's one, there's New Year's ones, there's like Christmas ones. Yeah. So it's interesting. They come out with like a new one every month. I didn't watch the most recent one, but I, I don't know what it is, but I feel like there, especially there's this one in an elevator for, for the most recent Valentine's episode. And I feel like I'm watching somebody's demo reel. (laughs) (laughs) The way that the dialogue is and the way, um, the actors are and it's not in a bad way it's mm. not in a bad way um i that sounds bad but i don't know how else to describe it i'm like because some of these scenes i'm like well this would be a really cool like scene for a demo reel <laughs> like so it sounds like you're at a 48 hour film project thing or something <laughs> you know what it kind of feels like that not that i've ever watched one of those but uh-huh. i i've been in one <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, I think we've all participated in that if you're in the movie industry out here. <laughs> a, ton, a ton of them for me. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, so it's, I don't know. I, I would check it out. I don't, they're not all of them are gems, yeah. <laughs> but, but I would check that out because it's something to do, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly what we're looking for. Things to do. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, thank you as always for being here, Luella. And uh, where can people find your stuff? I, you always ask me that. I don't know. Okay, well, I'm on TikTok now. <laughs> there you go. Do we TikTok? just search for your name on there? Or what, what's, you know what? You can happening? because I just do everything with my name. Like, you'll figure it out. Like, I'm easy to find. I'm so easy to find. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm on what else is there? I'm on Snapchat, but I don't do that anymore. But mm. <laughs> um, yeah, and so, yeah, and I'm like just kind of. Like right before this all happened, I was doing open mics. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like my new thing. I'm just trying to do a lot of writing, a lot of yeah. writing comedy and stuff. And I do need to be recording my own podcast as I'm sitting here on somebody else's. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm always creating content though. I'm you'll find me. I'm Christy. And this is Josh. And we are the Mountains and the Sea. It's a podcast about Prince and his vast musical output. We look at each and every Prince album. And ancillary material like fashion, videos, related artists, b-sides, remixes, outtakes. We choose a high, the mountain, a low, the sea, and a time capsule. Yeah, those are her dumb rules, not mine. Josh is a Prince superfan and has been since long before I met him. That's right, and I pulled Christy over to the purple side with my wit and my charm. The music helped. (laughs) Join us every other week anywhere you get your podcasts and happy purple listening, friends. All right. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Luella Chavez about Love and Mercy. Uh, Good movie. If you never saw it, if you're like me and it's just one that slipped through the cracks, make sure to go back and watch it because it's, it's a good one. So uh, that does it for today. I want to remind you, as always, please make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. And uh, you can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. And uh, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or on Podchaser. Like I mentioned at the beginning of the episode, they're doing a promotion right now. They're going to donate 25 cents to Meals on Wheels uh, for every review left on the site for any podcast. And so... Why not take a minute out and go leave us a review? That would be awesome if you did that. We'd love it, and you'd be helping this great cause. So go to Podchaser, look for Piecing It Together, and leave us a review. 
five stars would be nice. We'd really appreciate that. Uh, but let us know what you think of the show. We always want to make this a better show for you all. So thank you, as always, for listening and uh, for continuing to support the show. So we've got a lot more piecing it together coming your way. We've got both uh, regular episodes on newer movies, and we've got these Missing Pieces episodes on slightly older movies. We've got a whole bunch coming your way. Uh, there's some advanced episodes available over on our Patreon, but we're just going to keep filling this feed with more and more episodes. There's no reason not to do this. We're stuck in the house, but... Uh, might as well keep podcasting, right? Also got more episodes of our other podcasts here on the All Points West Network. We've got more Bird Road, more Awesome Movie Year, Entre Dos, and All Rice No Beans. So we're trying to continue them as much as we possibly can in these very strange, uncertain times. But lots of podcasts coming your way. And another thing coming your way... You know, I know uh, with podcasts, a lot of people don't always listen to the end of episodes. I, I know some of you don't listen to the ends of these Piecing It Together episodes, and I don't, I don't blame you. There's, there's so much content out there to listen to. I know once you get through the meat of it all, you know, just turn it off. It's done. It's finished. Fine. So I want to reward my wonderful listeners who uh, do actually listen to the ends of the episodes. I always, of course, play a piece of my music. And I have something that I haven't really announced on any social medias or anything like that. I just released this new album, Beater, original motion picture soundtrack. But I am in the middle of quarantine, just like everybody else, just sitting in my house, just filling my time with as much stuff as I can. And I just started on April 1st working on new music for a new album that I am planning on releasing really freaking soon. Uh, I am kind of planning on trying to finish the whole thing in this one month. I started on April 1st. I already have seven songs basically almost complete. Uh, I'm going to go back to each song and do like a final pass on each of them, like touching them up and adding and changing little bits and pieces here and there. But uh, seven basically ready-to-go songs. I'm planning on getting to 15 songs within these 30 days and uh, then releasing the freaking thing. I, it's crazy. I've never done anything like this before, but I'm here in the house and uh, why not, right? Let's make a whole nother album, release another album of 100% new content. Nothing that had, was started before April 1st. This is brand new quarantine music. So I'm going to play you a little sample of what I've been working on. Why not that? Uh, you know, that this isn't necessarily complete, doesn't have a title, but it is one of the new tracks that you can expect on this new album that will be coming out uh, probably in the next month or two. I don't really know. I don't have a, a, a release plan. I don't have a title. I don't have anything, but I'm making it. I made this one yesterday and I'm going to play it for you right now. So this is new music, brand new music, as new as can possibly be music uh, from me and it will be on an album coming real soon.
and All Points West. Thank you.